0: Good morning, and welcome to the Sunday service of Free Community Church. Today is Palm Sunday, and thank you so much for joining us today, both on site and for those joining us online. So, today we have a really special treat. As you can see, I'm up here with our worship team. And so, yay! So, for the past two years, uh, we've been listen, you know, watching videos, and we really thank the worship team because they've been coming in on Saturdays to do the recordings. So let's give them a round of applause to appreciate them. And the, video teams. and the video teams, and all the sound people, and all the people behind the scenes who work so hard. But today, it's almost like it's back to 2019, because we are going to get to sing live. Of course, for all of you, please sing with your masks on. Okay? But we get to enjoy and experience that worship. I really look forward to it today. So now, um, please rise and join me in the call to worship. Come in, come in and sit down. You are a part of the family. We We are are lost and and we are are found, and we are a a part of the family. family. We know, God, that we who have gathered here are a part of the family, but we also know that the family is much bigger still.
1: There are are people people we don't don't understand.
0: understand. There There are people people we disagree with. with. There There are people we don't like. There There are people who don't don't like us. Challenge us, God, to expand our vision of family
1: until Until we we see all all of creation creation, as one big big family. family. Amen. Amen.
0: Now let's join our hearts and voices together in a time of worship.
2: Good morning, FCC. Let's lift our voices and our praises to our God.
1: Feel
3: free to clap and dance. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Open the eyes so my heart, Lord. Open the eyes so my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. To see you. The power and love as we sing, holy. holy. I'll
1: pray together with me. Loving God, Palm Sunday is a reminder of the unexpected yet fully anticipated King of Kings. Jesus did not look like the Messiah your people hoped for. The way he entered the holy city of Jerusalem that day Riding a young donkey as a significant sign of peace and of fulfilment of prophecy, that did not align with expectations of a military conqueror. Much as most of our daily lives don't align with our expectations, God, so much of what's going on in the world today doesn't make sense sometimes. This Palm Sunday, help us embrace the unexpected entrance of our Saviour, Jesus. He is peace. Help us live out this incredible truth in our lives. Jesus came to bring us peace. He is Shalom. God, how easily we forget the peace that we have. In Christ. Remind us minute by minute as we navigate difficult days and trying times. Even as we enter Holy Week, remind us of your extravagant and enduring love for each one of us. You are the peace that breaks down every wall. God help us to live life to the full. Because Jesus died, so we can live. Jesus, may your reign become real through the works of our hands and may your love come alive in all of our hearts. Amen.
2: What joy it is to be able to worship, with, to worship with the worship team in life and all of you able to sing. Really grateful for all the hard work and all the love that each one of you pour in. Not just the worship team, but the video team, the AV team, the production team, all of you. And we even have Molly coming back um, to prepare some coffee for everyone. We are moving towards opening up. And today, we are going to still use Menti for interaction, um, to help you participate in some ways. And you can scan the QR code that's uh, on the screen right now, or you can go to menti.com and enter the code 83621057. Give you some time, 83621057. Unless we begin, let us pray. God, we give thanks for this time that we can come together as we emerge slowly but surely out of the period or out of this pandemic into living with it and coming back together to be together. And God, as this Palm Sunday help us open our eyes to see, to see anew what You are calling us to be, to become, and what You are trying to teach us. May the words from my mouth and meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to You. Amen. This Sunday is Palm Sunday, which marks the beginning of Holy Week. It is the beginning of a week full of drama, of hope and despair, of promises made and promises broken, of human folly and divine forgiveness, of empire and God's commonwealth. I want to invite you to think what three things or three events that you remember of Holy Week. Some are rather obvious, but perhaps what comes up for you may not be the obvious one. Right, What do you remember of Holy Week? God and death, God's death in some way, the triumphal entry, the Last Supper, crucifixion, repentance, Good Friday, Easter Sunday, Palm Sunday, the donkey, feet washing, Monday, Thursday, Resurrection, the Last Supper. Death and resurrection. Hosanna, betrayal, denial, mourning. It seems like resurrection is the word that's coming up um, quite a bit, and so's the Last Supper. Thank you. Because while we remember the big events, the small things also matter. And during this week, I want to invite you to take some time to read the passion narratives, whether you read it from the Gospel according to Mark in chapter 14 and 15, the Gospel according to Luke in chapter 22 and 23, or the Gospel according to Matthew 26, and chapters 26 and 27. It is a good time to reflect to remember and notice perhaps the small things that you might have missed out when you just remember the major events. Traditionally, remember uh, uh, Palm Sunday as the day where Jesus triumphantly entered into Jerusalem. But why on earth do we think that it's triumphant? Was it because you were taught that it was Jesus' triumphant entry. All four Gospels recorded that there were many people, a large crowd, who laid their cloaks on the road, shouting, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Three of the Gospels, Mark, Matthew and John, mentioned the crowd greeted Jesus with the palm branches. And three Gosp- and this same three Gospels recorded the crowd shouting, Hosanna. Two of the songs we sang just now has Hosanna in it. What do you think Hosanna means? What do you think Hosanna means? Those of you who have heard my sermon on Palm Sunday in 2019 may have an age here because I preached on that in 2019. Yeah, I'm grateful that some of you do remember. <laughs> right, That's the one that... Appears the most, you know, the biggest word that in our word crowd, save us. Some of you would say, praise, praise Jesus. Jesus saves, saves. He has arrived, rejoice, praise the Lord. It's okay to get it wrong, okay? Because I had been saying Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna for the very, very long time, and I always thought it meant ha- just like Hallelujah, praise the Lord, right? But it was not until I was writing the sermon in 2019 that I realized, wait a minute, it's not praise the Lord. It means save us. The crowds were saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. And it's actually from a psalm. And we don't realize that because we don't see the connections at times. And even some of the translations of the Bible, we don't see the connection because the words are translated in a different way. I'm going to read from the NRSV version today, from Psalm 118. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. O Lord, we beseech you, give us success. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and God has given us light. Bind the festal procession with branches up to the horns of the altar. In many translations that we have, the word branches is not translated as branches, but actually this is it's really talking about branches. And if you see in this light, in this psalm, then we make the connections together. Hosanna It's actually, save us. It is from that verse 26. Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. And in Hebrew, it's actually, Hoshiana, Hoshiana. But how did this change? Right? It says, save us, we beseech you, O Lord. Oh Lord, we beseech you, give us success. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. If you search online, lots of people explain hosanna means adoration, praise or joy. And then some people will say, you know, Gloria, hosanna in excelsis, you know, in Latin. Perhaps it is lost in translation. From Hebrew, the language of the Jews when it's translated to Latin, the language of the Western Church and the language of the Roman Empire? Or perhaps it was something else. Who did the crowd want the Messiah to save them from? The Roman Empire. And when Christianity became the state religion of the Roman Empire, isn't it a little bit ironic to be Hosanna, save us. Save us from the very empire that is the sponsor of the church. Saving yourselves from a patron of your religion? It's just like the Russian Orthodox Church coming out to condemn the Russian invasion of Ukraine. That's not going to happen. Do we get it right? Do we, how can we get this right to go back and understand the context then we need to understand this Palm Sunday in the context of everything that's happening at that time why were the people gathering and heading into Jerusalem? what were they going there to celebrate? I want to ask you what is that festival that's going to happen? and what is this festival about? What well, were they going into Jerusalem for? Do you remember? Great. Everyone answered Passover. But what is this festival all about? Yeah, we know they are celebrating Passover. Our Jewish siblings are celebrating Passover too. But what is Passover about? Passover is about the exodus from Egypt the liberation from slavery Now, what is that situation then when the crowd welcomed Jesus? Israel was under Roman occupation And isn't it ironic to be celebrating liberation when you're under oppression, when you're occupied when all around you are Roman soldiers keeping the peace. The crowds gathered were crying for help. They were hoping that Jesus is the one God has sent to rescue them. Just like Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt, just like Cyrus liberated them from the Babylonian exile, they wanted someone to liberate them. They shouted Hosanna to the son of David, expecting Jesus to bring change. Moses led the Israelites out of captivity after the ten plagues struck the Egyptians, and Pharaoh's army perished in the sea after they crossed the Red Sea. Cyrus the Great, who defeated the Babylonians in the year 539 BCE, with military might and liberated the Judeans who were captive in Babylon and allowed them to return home to their homeland. They are hoping that Jesus the one who performed miracles after miracles will do the same to set them free. But that didn't happen. Or that did not happen in the way that they thought. Debbie Thomas writes that Palm Sunday is a story about what happens when the God we want and thing we know doesn't show up. And another God, a less efficient, less aggressive, far less muscular God, shows up instead and saves us in ways we didn't know were possible. Being progressive Christians means that we don't stop at the traditional understanding of Scripture, of our tradition, but continuously interrogate what we have been taught and what we hold on to be true, to arrive at a deeper understanding and to be as close to the truth as we can because we could be wrong and we can be wrong. The crowd got it wrong then. Are we we still getting it wrong? We're still getting it wrong if we think that Jesus' entry into Jerusalem was a victory march. No. It was a protest march. It is a march of resistance. It is a march that refuses to allow the ways of the crowd uh, to follow, that refuses to follow the ways of the crowd, the ways of violence. We get it wrong too when we keep declaring Jesus as King and secretly in our hearts desire to be treated like kings too. Personally, I believe that the heart of Holy Week is Monday Thursday. And I wonder why so few churches commemorate it. Is it because we only pay lip service to being servants to each other? Or is, it, or is it because we are unwilling to serve? When we sing forever, God is glorified, do you think that Jesus wanted glory? Who exactly wants glory? We sing often, and we, sing just, we sang just now, We will fall at your feet. And I want to interrogate this. We worship Jesus as king. Is it because we also want to be kings? We also want to be treated like kings where people fall at our feet. But in the the story that we know, it was not us that fell at Jesus' feet. It was Jesus who fell at our feet. Jesus was at the feet of His disciples, washing them a complete reverse of what we expect. Not the kind of glory that we understand, kneeling there to wash the disciples' feet like a servant. And that is the kind of glory that we should be seeking. The kind of glory that's humble, the kind that's actually not attention-seeking. The glory that we understand as human beings is the kind that we get adoration, attention, attention. But that's not the kind of adoration that Jesus looked for. That's not the kind of worship God is seeking from us. God is seeking from us the kind of glory that spills over from acts of great love. That kind of glory. And yet I have to ask myself as well, am I willing to love Jesus or to love others as Jesus has loved me? Am I willing to wash the feet of the stranger? Am I willing to wash the feet of one I perceive as the enemy, one who has hurt me, one who has betrayed me? Am I willing to wash the feet of even perhaps a migrant worker, one who is employed to sweep our feet, our streets to clear the trash bins? Am I willing to wash the feet of the least in our midst? Am I willing to wash the feet of a criminal on death sentence? Because that's what Monday Thursday reveals. Monday comes from the Latin word mandatum, which means command. And this is from the verse. From the, uh, from the Gospel according to John, chapter 13, verse 34. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. And I'm so glad we are journeying there. I'm so glad that our T-Mart project is stepping up, not only to collect donations of groceries, but also to deliver it to them and to befriend them, and to have the opportunity to serve them and treat them as equals. That is what we are commanded. When we donate without encountering people, we are not treating them as equals. We are just treating them as people who deserve charity and not loving them as Jesus loved us. When we do acts of love and charity, we also need to see the people that we are helping as our equals, equally beloved. We get it wrong all the time, right? Maybe we have gotten it wrong before. We get it wrong also when we see Easter Sunday as just being the resurrection and life after death. We get it wrong when we see Easter just as, just only about being, about personal salvation. Easter Sunday and resurrection is also about salvation of all of creation. Also about the life here and now. It is about God's power to overcome everything. God's power, which is love, that can even conquer death. Even though we get a lot of things wrong, we need to take heart. After all, didn't Jesus' disciples get a lot of things wrong too? But we need to be honest, to dig deep and reflect where and see if we get it wrong and being being willing to change if we realize that we we are. Open the eyes of our heart, Lord. And may we transform and change. That's what progressive Christianity is all about. We need to think and examine. Are we the crowd that cries out, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. And yet, a few days later, the crowd that shouts, Crucify Him. And we may react very quickly like Peter. We may just reply very quickly, No! We will never be the ones shouting, Crucify Him. When Jesus said, In Mark chapter 14, you will all become deserters. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. And Peter reacted quickly, instinctively. Even though all become deserters, I will not. And guess what? Jesus told him, truly I tell you, this day, this very night, before the cock crows twice, you will deny me three times. And Peter did deny Jesus three times. Even after declaring, and I believe that he was really, from his heart, declaring, even though I must die with you, I will, den- I will not deny you. But when push comes to shove, when we are faced with the real circumstances, Peter saved his own skin. I do not know that man. Do we think that we are better than Peter? This very Peter who walked on water, even though it was just a couple of steps. This Peter who witnessed all the signs and wonders that Jesus performed firsthand. Are we better than Peter? We may declare with our lips, It is in dying that we live. But when the moment comes, will we, like Peter, deny Jesus and say, I do not know this man you're talking about. We might not be as explicit as that, but we may do a lot of theological acrobatics to say, that wasn't what Jesus meant when He said, love each other as I loved you. He didn't really meant laying down our lives literally. He didn't really meant sell all away your things and give to the poor. We do lots of theological acrobats, acrobatics, to justify our actions, to protect ourselves, to make this Jesus we worship into our image. And I believe that we got it wrong and we get it wrong when we support the death penalty. Regrettably, I wasn't aware about the protest last Sunday um, against the death penalty in Honglin Park. But if I was aware, I wonder if I would have gone down to support. Would I have told myself, you know, I'm too tired lah. You know, after Sunday church, right, I want to have a nap, I want to rest. Or, It was raining, you know, and maybe don't want to get wet. Or if I'm maybe more honest with myself, maybe I don't want to go down because I don't want to get in trouble. And I don't want to get FCC in trouble. In my silence, perhaps, I've joined the crowd that shouts crucify Him. In my silence, I have supported the death penalty. I wonder, would I have been there if I knew? Debbie, Debbie Thomas writes, it is easy for us to forget that 2,000 years ago Oh. reverse a little bit. Standing on this side of resurrection history as we do, it is easy for us to skip past the cross at times or soften the sting with sentimentality. It is easy for us to forget that 2,000 years ago, Jesus' death had no religious meaning whatsoever, no veneer of holiness, no hint of redemption, and absolutely no connection with God. For Jesus' first followers, the cross... Was the state instrument of torture and death. Period. Imagine for a minute if the central symbol of our faith nowadays was an electric chair or lethal injection chamber or lynching tree or a hanger's noose or hangman's noose. Biblical historians tell us that it was not uncommon for the road to Jerusalem to be lined with crosses in Jesus' day, each of them bearing a body. Anyone, anyone who took that road from home to the market or from the market to the temple, from the temple to a friend's house, would have no choice but to encounter these grim instruments of capital punishment on a regular basis. think again about those crosses that line the road to Jerusalem. Think about the fundamental passivity those crosses were meant to instill in the people who gazed up at them. And think about Jesus willingly taking up one of those crosses and saying, I will not stop you. I will not stop for you. I will not choose safety at the expense of injustice and evil. I will not save my own skin while while you keep killing the people I love. What will Jesus say to my own frightened heart? That heart that flees from the cross, prioritizing self-protection over everything else that matters in this life. The cross is not about remaining passive and fearful. The cross is not about admitting defeat. The cross is not about opting out. The cross is about shaking things up. The cross is about rattling the system to the core. The cross is about enduring whatever might happen to us when we confront, resist and protest the injustices we see around us. Here and now, the cross is about saying, it's not enough that my children are safe on the streets if yours are not. It's not enough that I have clean air to breathe when my neighbours two towns down do not. It's not enough that we have dinner tonight if you will not. It's not enough that my zip code grants me prestige and security while yours does not. It's not enough that I feel welcomed and nourished by the church if you do not to live a cruciform life, to follow the cross, is to live in the center of the world's pain. Taking up the cross means recognizing Christ, crucified in every suffering soul and body we encounter, and pouring out energies into alleviating that pain. It means accepting, against all the lies of our culture, that we will die, and follow up that courageous acceptance with the most important question we can ask. How can we spend this one brief, singular, god brief life? For those of us who have grown up in church, the actual scandal and strange, strangeness of Jesus' death has maybe long faded away. But the top, bottom line is, God died. God died. Jesus willingly took the violence, the contempt, the apathy, the arrogance of this world and absorbed them all into His body. He resisted the powers, terrifying as they were, and in doing so declared solidarity for all time with those who are abandoned, colonized, oppressed, accused, imprisoned, beaten, mocked, murdered, abused. He took an instrument of torture and turned it into a vehicle of hospitality and communion for all people everywhere. He laughed and laughed and laughed, all the way to the end. Dr. Laiya Ng wrote this recently on Facebook and asked for permission to repeat, to share it with you. She wrote, Nearly 17 years ago, I witnessed one such case and tragedy which still haunts me. Briefly, Shamugam Murugesu, then 38, a former jet skis, jet skis champion and wh- who served eight years in the army, and another four years in the Singapore Sports Council was arrested in August 2003 after six packets containing one03 kilograms of cannabis was found in his bags when he returned home from a trip to Malaysia. He admitted to knowing about one of the packets containing 300 grams, but nothing about the others. His admission and repeated expressions of regret and cooperation with authorities including naming the contact who gave him the drugs to carry proved futile for this divorced father of 14-year-old twins. He was sentenced to death despite his only previous conviction being a minor traffic offense. Shamugam had his appeal dismissed and the president did not offer clemency and he was hung on 13th of May 2005. Before he was hung Shamugam's twin sons frantically distributed pamphlets for public support and knelt in front of the Stana gates to plead for clemency by Singapore's president for their father. And this, the picture here, must be one of the most heartbreaking images to come out of this episode, and indeed of Singapore. There was also a forum organized in April 2005, and a candlelight virgil for Shamugam on 6 6th of May. 2005, during which there were speeches and artistic performances. And during that forum, his then 62-year-old mother pleaded to an audience about 100 people, Please, don't hang my son. This is the first time that he has committed a crime out of folly. Spare him. At the Virgil, candles were lit and messages were written for Sharmugam. And it was reported that even at the gallows, he asked why he was not given a chance to be rehabilitated when he was remorseful about his one mistake. He pleaded with fellow Singaporeans and the international community to end the death penalty and stop hangings. No one, he added, knows the grief of the families and the dependence of those who are executed. Spare him Shamugun's mother pleaded. And in her cry, I hear Hosanna. The way of Christ is the way of love, the way of compassion, the way of forgiveness. Pauline and I had lunch recently with Rabbis Miriam and Benny of the United Hebrew Congregation. Rabbi Benny shared this with us as we were having conversation and theological discussion he said, according to the Jewish tradition, there are two thrones on which God sits. The throne of mercy, Rachamim, and that's from the Hebrew word for womb, Racham, and the throne of judgment, din. And to balance it out, God sits on the throne opposite to, the, to what the matter required to ensure fairness and compassion at the same time. So when God is to judge, God sits on the throne of mercy. And when God is to show mercy, God sits on the throne of judgment. Thomas Aquinas says, justice without mercy is cruelty. And mercy without justice is the mother of all dissolution. This is what Holy Week is about a less efficient, less aggressive, a far less muscular God showing up and saves us in ways we didn't know possible. If we don't see Holy Week as one overarching story, if we see Palm Sunday as a triumphant entry and rush through Good Friday and arrive on Easter Sunday so we don't have to deal with the difficult questions and challenges Holy Week poses to us, then we certainly have gotten it wrong. In other words, we have missed the point. Then we are still following the way of the crowd. The way of the crowd is just another way of, saying human nature. It is human nature to think that victory comes through power and violence. It is human nature to, be seek, to seek to be treated like kings, to seek to be served instead of being served. I'll be honest, I hate clearing up the rubbish. It is human nature to want comfort. And it's also human nature to give up hope and despair. I have been obsessed about the Russian invasion of Ukraine since the beginning. And I've been doom scrolling, constantly scrolling through the news sites, keeping up with the updates of this depressing news. I want the war to end. And yet, I know at the same time that violence isn't the answer. I'm angry and also helpless. To resolve the invasion with more violence is the way of the crowd. What is the way of Christ? What I know is this, we will continue to have wars and violence and deaths as long as we think violence is the solution. We are worshipping violence if we think that it can solve our problems. We are, when we lay down our arms, beat our swords to plowshares, that will herald a time of true peace. And this is the line from Project Plowshares, the Peace Research Institute of the Canadian Council of Churches. And this, council, this uh, project works to advance policies and actions to prevent war and armed violence and to build peace. And this inspired me, and I hope inspires you too, because I believe this reveals the way of Christ instead of the way of the crowd. The foundation and inspiration of our work in peace building is the reconciling and renewing life, death, and resurrection of Christ and Christ's moral teaching. The witness of Christ demonstrates that all people draw from the single source and are members of one global community. Christ's teachings demand that evil in human society be overcome with good and that justice and peace be built by means of love and nonviolent action. God shall judge between the nations and shall decide for many peoples, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares spears and pruning hooks, and nation will not lift up sword against nation, and neither shall they learn war anymore. From Isaiah 2, verse 4. This is not a vision. This is a commandment. The way of Christ, the way of God, is one of paradox, one that requires great faith. Instead of meeting those who seek to harm us and hurt us with clenched fists or wielding weapons, we meet them with open arms. The way of the crowd and the way of the world teaches us that this is really stupid because the stupidest way to resist evil is to get yourself killed. But what does Jesus teach us? Jesus said on the donkey, into Jerusalem, knowing that he will be killed. Perhaps to resist evil requires us to be killed. It requires our willingness to lay down our lives for it. And God will show up. God will be with us. And God's resurrection power will be shown through that. Just like how God reclaimed the symbol of death, an instrument of torture, the cross, and transformed it into a symbol of hospitality, communion, and love for all people everywhere, even non Christians. You know, that symbol on the ambulance? That's the cross. Not anymore a symbol of torture or of death, but life. So I invite you to rethink what Hosanna means, to rethink what glory means, to rethink all these things. Is it the kind of glory that we are aspiring to? And what kind of glory that Jesus wants? Let us pray. God, save us from the worship of violence. thinking that violence, war, capital punishment, hate will solve our problems. God, save us from our worship of glory and help us see you in Jesus who knelt to wash our feet and told us that is the way of true love. Help us see the actual scandal and strangeness of Jesus' death that God, you died. That Jesus willingly took the violence, the hate, the apathy, the selfishness, the sins of the world and absorbed it all into His body. Help us see that Jesus resisted the powers, terrifying as they were, and in so declared solidarity for all time with those who are abandoned, colonized, oppressed, accused, abused, tortured, imprisoned, beaten, mocked, murdered. Help us realize, perhaps Jesus felt fear as well in the Garden of Gethsemane when He said, May this cup pass from Me, but if it's Thy will, Thy will be done. Even Jesus struggled. but he persevered. He loved and loved and loved all the way to the end. May we love and love and love all the way to the end too. We sang freely you gave it all for us surrendered your life upon that cross, will we give it away freely too? Will we surrender our lives too? Great is the love poured out for all, for all. Criminals, victims, Russians, Ukrainians, soldiers, civilians, drug traffickers, policemen, Christians, Jews, Muslims, Buddhists, Hindus, Taoists, atheists, political, apolitical. Great is the love poured out for all. This is our God. This is our God lifted on high from death to life. Forever our God is glorified. Glorified to that love that is sacrificing, that love that's self-emptying, that love that's not seeking attention or adoration, but that love that just loves. That love that does not seek to be king, but servant of all. This is our God. Amen. we we'll come to a time of communion. We gather each Sunday at this table. Even though at this time we cannot be physically together, the table of God's feast transcends time and space. Because God's love transcends all boundaries. So this table recognizes no boundaries. Here at FCC, we celebrate an open table. So you do not need to be a member of FCC. You do not need to be baptized. You do not need to show anything, but to just show up. Because you just need to recognize that God's grace is sufficient. Together, do God of mercy and justice, justice
4: be with, with us. us. We lift Live our hearts, hearts to you. you not Not because because we have to, to, not
2: not because because we are are
4: supposed to, but but because it's it's how we respond to your unconditional love, because it it feels good good to know
2: know we are loved. As long as there have been people to tell them, our ancestors in faith have shared stories of your mercy,
4: of of how how you you gave gave food to to the poor, clothes clothes to the naked, and and shelter to the lost.
2: As long as there have been people to tell them, our ancestors in faith have shared stories of your justice,
4: of how how you you gave freedom freedom to to the enslaved, opportunity opportunity to the the outcast, outcast and and peace to the war-torn.
2: You acted with both mercy and justice, rescuing the the Israelites from from slavery in Egypt, Egypt, providing providing them them with with manna when they they were hungry, and your people acted with both mercy and justice.:
1: Like the, like the prophets, prophets who cried out to, out to care of, for the widow,
2: orphan and foreigner, and those who provided food, shelter and, and community. community. You have shared your mercy and justice with us, not only as gifts we receive from you, but as gifts that we are to share with the world. We see this gift most clearly in the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus showed us what a life of mercy and justice looked like. In, in mercy, he gave food to the hungry. The hungry. With, with justice, justice, he broke, broke social custom, custom and
4: shared table with the
1: powerful and lowly at,
4: at once.
2: With
4: in mercy, he cared, cared for, the for the sick. With, with justice, justice, he broke religious custom and healed on the Sabbath. In mercy, mercy, he he had compassion compassion for for the poor.
2: With justice, he
4: spoke out against the empire that held them in poverty.
2: In mercy, he washed his disciples'
4: feet. With justice, he died without protest to to expose a corrupt
2: system. On the night, he was handed over to the unjust system that killed him. He protested by sharing a meal with his friends. There he took bread, gave thanks for God's mercy in providing it, and shared God's mercy by giving it to his friends. And then called them to remember the injustice of his broken body every time they ate bread. After they ate, he took the cup, gave thanks for God's mercy in providing it, and shared God's mercy by giving it to his friends, and called them to remember the injustice of his spilled blood every time they drank wine. But that was not all.
1: God's mercy Mercy, and justice burst
2: burst forth forth when when Jesus died. And His, and
1: his resurrection, resurrection gave
4: hope to all, to all those who hunger, hunger for, mercy for mercy and thirst for justice. God, God will always equip those who seek to share mercy and justice.
2: And even death cannot, cannot stop God's incredible grace. So we ask God's Holy Spirit to be poured out on this meal, on these gifts of mercy, bread and juice, that we may remember Jesus' ministry of mercy and justice, that this gift of mercy may become for us, the body and blood of Christ, so that we may show mercy and do justice, not just for ourselves, but for the transformation of the world. Would the stewards come forward to distribute the elements? <coughs> Please hold on to the elements um, until all is distributed and we shall partake it as one body. Let us partake the elements with gratefulness. May I invite you, as you are willing and able, to stand and join this prayer of Communion together. God, God, through through this this meal, meal, we pray pray that your your grace would
4: empower us to do justice, to offer mercy, and to do do so with humility. humility. You You have given us your Son son as an example and and your your Holy Spirit Spirit as
2: Advocate. Give Give us us the courage to do your your work in the world. Amen. Please be seated.
0: So good morning and welcome again to the Sunday service of Free Community Church, where free stands for first realize everyone's equal. FCC is an inclusive church. That means you are welcome here regardless of your sexual orientation, your gender identity, economic status, theological background, or any of the labels the world puts on you. To all those who worship with us regularly and to those joining us online, welcome home. My name is David and I'm the service leader for today. So if you're joining us for the first time, uh, we invite you to leave your details at uh, the, uh, let's see, fcc.la welcome. Or you can just do that by scanning the QR code. And then our staff, our pastors, will reach out to you and find out how we can better serve your needs. Uh, we also have a newcomers meeting on the last Sunday of every month. So the next one will be the 24th of April, and it's held directly after the service. This will be a time when you can get to meet our pastors, some of our leaders, and find out more about our church and what we're about, our history, our theology, and so forth. So this will be online and um, on-site. And you can sign up at info at freecomchurch.org. Also, if you're watching online and the sermon has blessed you, please give our video a like so that the algorithm can recommend it to more people. So we'll now um, continue to worship God with our giving. There's two ways you can give um, by scanning the QR codes One of them is for the general fund, which goes to pay our uh, staff salaries and our building expenses. The other one is for our building fund, which is to pay the mortgage on the property we have here. You can also give by credit card at freecomchurch.give.asia. Just be reminded that the credit card one has a platform fee of about 3%, so we don't get the full amount. But we welcome giving in any form. And now please join me as we pray for the offering. Dear God, you've given us so much. You've given us your very self, sending your son to die for us, to show us the full extent of your love and your grace. God, in return, what can we give back but our very selves, our hearts? Lord, help us to give of our time, our resources, our talents to serve you, and that More people will come to know you and your love. Lord, bless this offering and bless the ministry of FCC that we can extend your love and your grace to more people. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I now invite the stewards to come forward to take up the offering. If you're on site and you would like to drop uh, cash into the bag, please raise your hand and the stewards will come to you. So uh, while the stewards are going around, we have a few announcements. So this is Holy Week, so we have a few special services coming up. Um, on Thursday there will be the Monday Thursday service, which will be held on site only. So this will not be a hybrid service. You cannot watch it online. If you want to participate, come to the come to our church. Uh, it'll be a very special event. Uh, there will be actually a time of foot washing, so you can experience what it's like to serve and be served in a in a very special way. That will be on the 14th of April at 7.45 p.m. Um, Then on Friday, there will be the Good Friday service at 10.30 a.m. This one will be online as well as on-site. And then on Easter Sunday, the 17th of April, will be uh, at 10.30 a.m. as usual. So if you haven't been coming to church for a while, you know, you're comfortably watching from home, We do invite you to now come back because we don't have that limit of 50 people restriction anymore. Uh, So please do come back. In terms of live worship, uh, we're not doing that every week. We're going to build up to it, but for now it will be still once a month. Uh, I hope you were as blessed by it as I was. I think we were all singing really loud, (laughs) belting out the songs. So it's really great, um, and there'll be more of that in future as well. But yeah, do come back to the church if you're able to. Uh, and to, also to encourage you to come back, we have uh, makan, a food, on 24th of April. So this will be uh, a time where we can get together to eat together after the service. And um, we will be providing a bento box. So you do need to register in advance so that we know how to prepare the right amount of food. And there's a cost of $5 plus anything you're able to donate. So please do register by um, going to fcc.la slash lunch or scan the QR code so that we can have a bento ready for you. The As Pastor Miak mentioned, we support the Tea Mart. Uh, we support the Tea Shelter, which is a transgender uh, shelter for transgender people who have become homeless for whatever reason. So we support them by providing them food. Um, they occasionally give us a list of food that they need, and then we will go out and purchase the food and bring it to them and will actually help them to deliver it as well to other transgender people, elderly that, uh, in the community. So if you want to support that, you can go to fcc.la/tmart. and there's two ways you can donate. Uh, you can either um, do the group buy, which means you, I guess, bring, provide the funds and then we will do the purchase. Or you can do the purchase yourself and bring the food to FCC on the 17th, 24th or 1st of May. Um, during the service. So the deadline, of course, will be the 1st of May because that's the day we're going to pack it all up and bring it over to them. And on the 1st of May, we also need volunteers to help with the packing and the carrying of all the the heavy items and boxes. So if that's something you're able to do, please uh, email info at freecomchurch.org. And then lastly... uh, Oh! Oh, sorry. Can we go back one slide to the QR code? Yeah. So yeah, if you're if you're still scanning the QR code, yeah, here it is. And you can also go to fcc.la/tmart. Okay, we'll go to the one ship slide. So for this one, we are inviting people who are interested in learning about how the FCC board works to come and observe one of our board meetings. Uh, the next one will be on the 11th of June. Now this doesn't mean you have to become a board member. This is just, just if you are, feel God calling you to serve in this way and you're interested to find out more about how you know, what goes on behind the scenes, then you can come and join one of our meetings because we are looking for more board members. It's only open to FCC members currently. So please email info at freecomchurch.org if you'd like to join. And now I invite uh, Pastor Pauline to give us the benediction.
1: And will you stand as you are able and willing to receive the benediction. God who saves, save us from the worship of violence. Save us from the worship of glory, save us from everything that hinders us from truly knowing you and loving you and others as Jesus has loved us. Jesus, you are the peace that has broken down every wall. Help us to be that peace in our world today. So now go. Go as God's people of peace, the people of shalom, and may God go with you now and always. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for service today. Uh, Please come back again, and especially for those of you online, do come back and join us in person, as and when you are able to, we are looking forward to spending time with you. So thank you for coming, and have a blessed week ahead.